2: The Leinster Senior Football Final is on Sunday, and Louth is awash with excitement and red and white colour and all else besides. But there are households in the county, of course, where the blue of Dublin will fly and where there's a a mix of support under the one roof some for Dublin, some for Louth. You know my next guest really well because he's an absolutely brilliant goalkeeper, coach, manager you name it. Columnally,
3: welcome to Late Lunch. Hey, and um, can I give you the answer to the theme tune?
2: <laughs> Please don't do that just at the minute. Hold it to yourself. I'm sure you know it well. Did you enjoy that programme?
3: <laughs> I did, yeah. yeah i yeah. enough to remember
2: yeah. <laughs> like myself too, Colm. Colm, thanks so much for taking time to uh, chat to me today on the show because, of course, you distinguished yourself with the Newtown Blues, uh, the Red and White of Louth and more clubs besides since and had great success everywhere you went. What about your household? How does it split?
3: Um, it's very simple now, um, Jerry. It's all loud. It's funny now as the boys grew up, and um, we used to go to Crow Park and they'd wear half Dublin jersey, half a loud jersey. Hmm. But um, them days are gone now. So look, they'd still have a soft spot for for Dublin, but only when um, they're not against loud. So they will be all shouting for loud, um, 100% on Sunday. And you know what? So will I. Will you, good man, Colin? But will, look, yeah. you know you can't lose, really, though, can you? Yeah, look, first and foremost, I'm a fan of, of, of football. I always have been. and yeah. like, Dublin played great football, always did, and that, that's the first thing I always look for. Uh, and this Loud team now has, um, has really, you know, I think they produced brilliant football this year as well. And like I, 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 I think Loud, um, you know, they're coming on tremendous. They have a brilliant chance here on Sunday. But yeah, I'll be shouting for Loud, as will all the family will, yeah, too.
2: Isn't that amazing, the way you've just transformed completely? But as I said, there are, and I've been out and about as well, there are a lot of dubs living in this area. You know yourself, and they follow the capital side too. So we have to take them into consideration and have respect
3: without doubt like if you, if you take into my area at um, Newtown Blues and Air Club like with all the houses that have been built up there there's lots of families that have moved out from, from Dublin and what, what is brilliant they've all integrated into the um, clubs the local clubs like it's brilliant to see like the kids will embrace Loud and kind of when they start playing for the club and, and playing on the development squads for Loud um, they're, they're Loud through and through the mums and dads still wear the um, the Dublin jerseys but they show for their, their children first so I mean if their children go on to represent Loud we'll have a load of new um, Loud supporters I think because that's what happened to me as well like I mean, downtown the years when, when my lads start playing for loud uh, as I played for loud with Paddy Clark and Eugene Judge, um, that becomes your, your you know your your county, your adopted county. Like I'm here more mm. more time I'm more years in Loud than I am um, in Valbrigan now. So I, I I think these new people will be the same as well, especially when you look at the kids lining up for the boys and girls, lining up for the blues, the rattleys, the Plunkets, all them teams, um, and their mums and dads, they are all new loud supporters. It mm. so um, all good.
2: Yeah and that's obviously the way it evolves with families as well. Look from your experience, experience and your time you mentioned there with Eugene and Paddy and he had wonderful times and you know promotions you know division one uh, you know winning in Croke Park as well when you look at this team now look at this team now with Mickey Hart and Gavin we're going to be talking to Mickey in a short while um what's different from when you were there
3: um it's, it's for me it's simple Jerry it's belief. He instilled belief into these players. Um, <clears throat> now, look, that's the hardest thing I always found being involved with loud. like coming from um, a Dublin. Like Dublin had great mottos like years ago, saying that you are always four pints down before you take the field because everyone wants to beat the Dubs so they they great ways of motivating themselves and thinking themselves that way and deep down when you played them and um, you always kind of felt that they were better than you or stronger than you or you know there's something more flashy about them but i think this low team has great belief in themselves they have great belief in their system that they play and they have great belief in the extended panels because they've no problem making changes um, early, no problem replacing players early, they have a good um, vibe about the group, you can see by talking to some of the local lads, it's very very enjoyable and that's for me is the main thing, if you can believe in yourselves and enjoy what you're doing you'll work really really hard and it all comes down to hard work, Jerry, on on of final days, it really does.
2: So the mental side of things, and we're going to hear that over the next while as well from the people at the heart of the of the setup at the moment, as well, Colum, and I, I, I just look at them physically and fitness wise, and looking after themselves. Would it be fair to say, you know, it's at a different level today?
3: They, well the, the loud team now has definitely broken through that seal that glass ceiling in the players that the coaches talk about and what it is is if you can remember I'm I'll make an analogy from years and years ago when Jurgen Klopp took over Liverpool um, there was lots of experts coming out and saying that he's training them too hard to keep breaking down towards the end of the season now that that is that that's true to a degree but what happens is your body adapts and you get used to that sort of level of training and i think that's where the loud players are that has been some collateral damage like there has been players that have broken down um, throughout the course of their, their conditioning but the um, majority now are at a superb level of fitness and that's because they persisted with it they now believe that their bodies can adapt and that they can be um, in places where they weren't before and, and when you get to that you have a powerful um, group in front of you when they believe that they're, they're, they're achieving times and runs and stuff like that that they never did before that gives you great belief so I see that as well with the Lowe team that they're very very fit and they're very very strong
2: You've Dublin going for 13 in a row column here right um, and you know all the history of all Ireland wins they have and they have evolved ahead of everybody else and they've been at a different level for a number of years Lowe they're playing catch up but but they're moving on as you said you know on Sunday most people you talk to will think well look it's, it's a no brainer Dublin are going to win mind you the, the Mickey Hart and Gavin Devlin and the squad don't pay any attention to that at all. What do you think genuinely for Sunday?
3: Um, look, what I what I think is, I do think that, I think Loud will stay with Dublin for fifty five sixty minutes. Um, I I and I mean. That in the best possible way. I think if they get to 55 to 60 minutes and there's only a score in it, um, they have a really serious chance because Dub- they would have great players come off the bench. Like what Kildare did against Dublin last week, what, what, what I felt was they picked a starting team and a finishing team, and um, that was to keep them in the game. And that's the way you have to play Dublin. You have to make sure that you're still with them because they target that last 20 minutes, Jerry. Like you look at the teams that are named and you look at some of the bench um, players that Dublin have Jack McCaffrey, mm. um, Paddy Small, Niles Scully, Dean Rock to come off. Like these are there to come on the bench off the bench to to get them over the line and that's their tactic. Get, you know, if they don't blow you away at the start, then they bring on the, the finishing team. So for me, they would have to stay with them, and they'll take great courage um, um, out of the, na- the national league match that they played against them in Crow Park, where they stayed with them for about 40 minutes, 45 minutes. But when they fell behind early, they got a goal. Loud have great belief that they know that they can get a goal against the odds, and that brings you back into play. So their system is very, very much defiant that they know that um, they can they can haul back a four or five point lead quite easily. So um, that's for me the target is to stay with them till the 55, 60. 60 minute mark, and and that's when the game will really begin. You want to be in that game, if you get me. You want to be there for the last 10, 12 minutes, you know, and that's when you're going to be really tested. And that's when you know you're in a final because, you know, it does affect everybody differently.
2: Mm. That's good to hear that confidence from you as well. That, uh, you know, that that is the the case uh, with them. Have you ever felt a buzz like this?
3: No, I, I haven't. Um, like, I, I can remember the 2010 and, um, final. Well, we, we all can. And I remember being um, in the Cudics stand there and there was 45 to 50,000 people there and the majority of the people there, I felt that they were allowed. So I'm expecting that you're going to have a brilliant atmosphere here. You could have 60,000 people at this match at the weekend because um, the Dublin fans and the Dublin um, GEA, the Aspera, like loud They're fond of Loud. So I think they'll come and support this match and there is a buzz about Loud. Like, I mean, people are beginning to notice Loud um, outside of their own county and beginning Mm. to, you know, kind of um, say, well, there's something going on here, you know, and, like, we've got good players, like, when you think about it. Like, for me, right... It, it, it's this brilliant battle tactically of, but the key men for me are both goalkeepers. Like, you know, Stephen Clarkson has been brought back to play and the reason he's been brought back is he gets all his kickers away. James Callis James didn't play the first few um, matches for Loud this year, but when he came back, our fortunes turned and he starts getting all his kickers away and we've become a different team. So this is going to be um, a, a really brilliant tactical. For me, it's, I'm going to be glued to the two goalkeepers. And um, so, you know, Loud set up, People call it defensive I don't think it's a defensive setup I think they set up to get the ball back from you to attack you and so you know that's very fascinating too and Dublin are the best team around of being patient and kind of drawing you out forcing mistakes and pouncing on mistakes so tactically it's going to be really really um it's going to be really really um exciting and it's going to be interesting to see who cracks first if you get me Mm. now you'd fancy Dublin have more experience of not cracking but if if they're put under the cosh like, I've seen it a couple of years ago involved with um We had numerous battles with them. Some went well, some didn't go well. But um, we were being beaten by 11 points in a Leinster semi-final um, in 2021, I think. And we rattled at back to six points with Mead. And they definitely were spooked because they started um, getting involved in the line. They started causing little rows around the field. But that's what they do. So if you get them doing that, if you see that on Sunday, that's a good sign for Loud.
2: Well, we will be watching with bated breath and uh, everyone in the wee county is right behind Mickey Hart, Gavin and everybody involved and the players too. Column, have a great day on Sunday. Wish you well and thank you so much for joining me today. No problem. Thanks very much, Jerry. Take care. Callum Nally there, former Louth goalkeeper with high hopes for Louth, I have to say. We're heading to a break on late lunch and afterwards, well, we have the main men, Mickey Hart and Gavin Devlin joining us this afternoon. Let's hear now from the main men in a moment. Coach Gavin Devlin, but first manager, Mickey Hart. I spoke to him and put it to him. Does he realise the lift he's given to football and people in general in the wee county?
4: Ah, well, look, I know that people enjoy a team progressing. And, you know, I think that's what we came down here to do, to to make this team move forward. And it is a journey that you're on, and you don't know how long it's going to take sometimes. And I think we're very happy with the speed of progress. Probably couldn't have anticipated it maybe just happening as quickly as that. But that was the end game, you know, to raise the standards, not just in terms of results, but just the culture and the thinking of what it is to be in their county Gaelic football athlete at this moment in time, and I think the players bought into that. They realised what is required. They put in huge work. We've given them the best of our knowledge and coaching, which I think is is as good as it's about. And um, you know, we've got results. We, we, I always would put a proviso in that we could have been doing the very same thing and not getting the progress in terms of results that we've got. So there's a degree of good fortune there, and and but as they always say the harder you work the luckier you get and I think that is, that, that's kind of what's happened here too
2: You'd hear this for years Lao mm-hmm. doesn't have the players they don't have the players to compete with the Dublins and the Mayos and the Kerrys and the Tyrone's of this mm-hmm. world have you found it different?
4: I would never be one to say you can't do something I would say, let's see how we can get to this place and you begin that journey. But I can understand how that sets in because I've seen it and I've heard it before in other counties where people just accept we're in the lower echelons here. Then, as you say, when people start talking about you're you're not good enough, you know, you're not at that level. Then the players kind of begin to believe that. So you have to actually have something there that says, no, that's not the way it needs to be. It it may be like that right now, but you know, when we all pull together and work out a plan for how we can move this up a rung or two of the ladder, you can't get up to the top of the ladder in one step. You have to take it a step at a time. So the the, the next step is doable. And then when you have that and done, there's another one that's doable. So it's a process of, of, of working through the steps to bring you to a better place.
2: And who knows where that place can end. You came to Louth when Peter contacted you. Did you have any qualms about coming to Louth? And since you've arrived, are you really happy with the support you've got from Peter and the county board? Without
4: a doubt. I mean, I would have, I would say Peter was the man that has me here um, because I knew that he had the view from both sides. He was a man who was on the sideline, who managed the team and brought them to a very high standard too. And he's a good administrator. Obviously, he's a good man with people. That's why he's in the role he's in at the minute and successful at it. Sometimes people are very good administrators, but they don't understand what it takes to happen on the field, on the ground. Peter has knowledge of both sides, and I thought that was that was key to when he spoke to me. I knew that he was ambitious, he was ambitious for the county at an administrative level and equally ambitious for them at a, at a football level or a sporting level. so uh, I knew he was dealing with a man who would you know I would agree with his philosophies on, on, on trying to be the best he can
2: what 's it like for Mickey Hart on the run into a final the days before the day itself? Have you routine? Do you stick to something that you've always done?
4: Yeah, well, I think, you know, you prepare for every game diligently and you have certain standards that you want to adhere to and, and, and I suppose routines, but yes. So it's there's a degree of routine in it but then you try to bring that little bit of difference as well. You have to try and have some new angle or some new emphasis, some new small percentage that you can bring to the players and the whole outfit that day to say, you know, this is something very special. I, I've always said every day we go out to play, I consider it special. Every day you go out to represent your county or any county or or, or represent a county at that level you want to take that very seriously because I've always said to boys too these days only come by once like <laughs> a day never comes back again that date, that day, when it comes it comes, when it's gone, it's gone and you'll either have done the best you can out of that or you'll be disappointed and regret so you have to balance that up you don't want many regrets, sometimes we have them anyway you can't always you know Make sure there's none, but you do your best to say this is going to be something to look back on and say, "Well, we give it our best shot, and you know we, we have to be happy that we, we'll take
2: that." Are you ever nervous? You know, before final, do you sleep the night before? <laughs> How does it work for you, or do you sleep like a baby? It doesn't worry you. That experience now—you've been through this so many times.
4: I uh, well, thank God, I've never really had any problem like that, even even in my earlier days. I think it's a question of when you put the best work you can into preparation and you've left no stone unturned and you know you've thought deeply about this and prepared diligently for it, then I don't think... It's like it's it's supposed to be preparing for an exam. If you've done the work and you put in the hard work, well, look at whatever comes, comes. You'll give it your best shot. But if you went in there and you hadn't really studied as much as you ought to and you were sitting up three-quarters of the night before, which I've been in that place too, <laughs> <laughs> then you might, you, you might be nervous, you know. So, um, no, we'll not, we'll not be nervous. There's a nervousness that's good. I think I'd like that. I wouldn't like to go in without any nerves. I tell the players that as well if you're in without any nerves i think that'll be too casual i think you have to have butterflies in your tummy you have to be excited about what's coming up and then that way then manage it and use that as a force for good not a force to choke you
2: dublin and when you mention dublin to any other county in leinster they've reigned supreme you gave them a good old rattle in the league i have to say the championship well it's a different animal altogether a leinster final you go in with confidence, I'm sure. Your players go in with confidence. The county is more confident, I take it, than it, it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Well, look, you have to believe. Mm-hmm. You have to believe
4: that you can be competitive. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we're dealing with the, the top team in the country over the last six, seven, eight, nine years, whatever they are. And now we, yes, we understand they haven't got all the personnel that they had when they did the six in a row. But they have a, a really strong core of those players who are now very experienced and very... Capable of winning games year in, year out. So we're not in any way, you know, thinking oh, people are talking about this Dublin team not as good as it used to be. They're good enough to keep winning and keep, and this is going for their 13th Leinster title in a row. So don't anybody tell me that they're not a good team. They're an excellent team. And yes, we had a reasonable encounter with them in the league. Um, for certainly for forty forty five minutes, but as usual, they can step on the gas and pull away from you. And I know we missed a few chances ourselves. Maybe to close the gap, but of course, you tend to forget that they missed a few too. So, um, but yes, uh, they're a very good team, and we will have to be at our very best and hope that they just don't quite reach their best form. That will give us a very fighting chance to to be in there towards the end.
2: Coach Gavin Devlin Mickey's right hand man reflected on the early days when they arrived and the team's subsequent progress.
5: Nothing has ever come easy like in the first year in Division 4 we lost our first game to Antrim in the Covid and it was a tight season where every game was so important and you know one more game would have meant we didn't get out of Division 4 but again it was back to what we talked about earlier it's just every day is a learning day and being the best version of ourselves and Division 2 was the same we had first two games we lost our both two games in a row at the start and again something with our boys they don't give up they they're solid young men and that's on and off the field and i think that's the most important thing is that you know we've got a good group of lads around us that you know are humble on the field and humble off the field and look it's it's that's the beauty with sport it's getting the right people around you and and loud here i think we're we're in a nice place but we're not genuinely and i know it's uh, you you would be seeing this pre pre game anyway that, you know that you know it's not about the result it's it's about learning and growing but it, for us it genuinely is and you know no matter what happens on sunday win or lose we're not getting too carried away and as people on the field or off the field
2: you've come a long way and as you said there a moment ago well sunday will be sunday whatever it takes but to win on sunday when you look at the draw for the all ireland series beyond the leinster championship the group if you win is distinctly different to the group if you don't win on Sunday. Is that in your mind, or is that on your mind? Yeah,
5: look. Obviously, again, Sunday's the only thing that's in our head, one game at a time. But look, our boys, the nostalgia of maybe going down to play Kerry, or what a beautiful game to go and, get out and play Armieo. And look, if we were to win and not be Sligo and whatever, and in another the, in the round. Look, whatever teams we face. The teams are there in merit, and and, and there's no games easy. In Loud, I don't think we've arrived at an easy game of football, so uh, we expect nothing too handy. But look, one game at a time, Dublin's coming Sunday, and it's a game that we've been really looking forward to the last couple of weeks, and we'll be ready for it.
2: Ready for it is right. Mighty men, Mickey Hart and Gavin Devlin. They really impressed me, I have to say. Short break and up next, we're going to hear from Ronan Lynch about the new stadium and County Chairman Peter Fitzpatrick. A very proud chairman of the Loud County Board joins us on late lunch this afternoon. Peter Fitzpatrick, he was the man managing the side the last time Loud made it to a Leinster final. How do you feel being chairman compared to being the
0: manager? Well, I think I served my apprenticeship. I was a minor manager. I was... uh, uh, senior manager I played for the county for 16 years and Gerry one thing I did always say to myself is uh, I think there's a lot an awful lot more that Lyle could do and if I ever got an opportunity to be chairman of the county board I understand the system and the first thing i done when I became chairman of the county board is uh, we had two things to look out for we wanted to have a new stadium and we wanted to have a good senior football team but that year we were relegated to division 4 uh, loud football was his hands and knees and, we, and in fairness a lot of players would not make themselves available for loud so I'm saying is the best players wouldn't play for loud so either we're going to sink and keep sinking or make a change so we sat down and uh, put a few names together and on top of the list was Mickey Hart uh, I contacted Mickey Hart uh, one Sunday afternoon uh, I knew that uh, his term was coming up with Tyrone I asked him what was his position he told me that he'd like to stay on with Tyrone for one more year a decision will be made on, on Wednesday or Thursday of the week, and he says if things didn't work out right for him, that he can't me back the weekend. Uh, that week, that week, Mickey resigned from managing the Tyrone football team, and true to his word, he contacted me on the Friday. We met on the Sunday and the Monday and Tuesday morning. Mickey Hart agreed to be the new senior football manager. Did you
2: ever believe, when you shook hands and where loud football was at that stage, that you'd be here today in a Leinster final? in the All-Ireland series, just missing out on Division 1 after a number of promotions. Did you believe he would bring that success?
0: Uh, the first question Mickey Hart asked me, and he asked me to be truthful about it, he asked me what's the talent in Loud. I've been involved with Loud football and underage football, and I told Mickey, i would be honest, that if I wasn't so busy at the moment, I would definitely take the job on myself. The amount of young talent coming through in Loud, I said the biggest problem we have in Loud is we haven't got a captain of the ship, and we need someone who put a bit of belief into the team. And I said, Mickey, you are the man, and we want you the man to manage the ladies in the football team. Mm-hmm. But he did. But he did say one thing to me. He said, Peter, you know you're getting me, but you didn't. You don't realise that you're getting Gavin Devlin. And at that time, I heard the name Gavin Devlin. But he said, Me, Gavin Devlin, it's going to be the best trainer you ever come across. Mm-hmm. And he asked me, What about targets? I said, uh, Mickey, uh, the goal is over the next three years. We're not looking for a quick fix. We'd be delighted to get out of Division Four. Out of division three, and maintain opposition in, the, in division two, and the last thing Mickey was, please get it to a Leinster Championship final. That's all I'm asking for. And he told me and he said me, what about division one? But I said Mickey, I think I've been greedy for the first three years. But when we come to that stage, we we'll talk about it. I have to I have to be honest. Uh, from the minute I met him I felt something that man has he's got a gift he's a a fantastic way of talking and dealing with people he treats people with respect like all the loud players from from day one I'm not just saying it I see them boys training on the Tuesday and the Thursday. They've been the gym, one Wednesday and Friday, giving up Saturdays and Sunday. So it's a seven-day job for volunteers. People don't realise the amount of effort these young people put in. And the good thing about it is, loud football, to me, is in a good way at the moment. Is The amount of young fellas now has got involved with development class from under 14 to 17 the under 20s. So loud is in a good, a really, really good position at the moment. And, they can, and that's all down to Mickey and Gavin. And I have to be honest, we've got a fantastic uh, county board there at the moment. Like, no matter what we ask over the last three years, we wanted Mickey. We 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 think and loud saying what Mickey wants, Mickey gets. But in fairness, what Mickey wants, Mickey knows that it's for the best of the team. And listen, it's been a it's been a fantastic three years. Uh, I met Mickey there last year. I asked him would he, it, would he would he would he stay on for a little bit longer? He says no problem at all, and we extended it from two, from three years to five years. And he just told me, and he says to me, as long as you want me here, I will be here. So Mickey and Gavin are here for the long term. Uh, we just hope that things go well on Sunday. We have nothing but respect for Dublin. Dublin has done a fantastic job in the last year few years. They have twelve lancers and maybe eight or nine All-Irelands and everything else. And imagine they allow players now, next Sunday. in in just over three years now time they're playing the Leinster final playing probably probably the best team that that, that, that there ever was in Ireland and then an opportunity down the road of maybe playing the likes of Kerry, Mayo and and honestly you want to nip yourself sometimes
2: No need to pinch yourself Peter you've done a fantastic job and it really is happening and at the same time the new stadium is on the way too Here's Ronan Lynch, a member of the steering group, tasked with raising funds for the development, which is pretty unique in modern GAA history.
6: It's historic, what we're embarking on. I've uh, been in contact with Crow Park to ask him when was the last time a county grounds was built from the ground up? It's actually hard to get a definitive answer. At the minute, it's 1976. So we're looking at something that is, you know, almost 50 years since the last county grounds. When this project really came to fruition in the last number of years. There was a figure from, from a fundraising point of view that it was going to cost approximately 12 million euros. And then, of course, with the building prices and, and everything like that going up, it's, a, it's taken a life of its own. But, you know, loud gales have really you know, really put the hands in their pocket and really come up with different initiatives and and to be fair to, to Peter and Aidan and Bob and Francie and everyone involved in the Loud County Board Executive, they've they've really pulled out all the stops to make sure that this this stadium will go ahead and that fundraising and, and funding for will, will not be no obstacle. Peter and his team and and myself and our team are committed that Loud Gales will have a stadium that is debt free to clubs so that we will be in a new stadium the first one to be built in almost 50 years in just over 500 days and it'll be debt free to the clubs that is our aspiration
2: the seats you're selling seats at the moment how many seats do you want to sell what have you sold so far how much does a seat cost and how can people support you because this is the week to sell it
6: yeah absolutely Jerry. it's a historic week you know as we embark on just our third uh, Leinster football championship uh, final in since 1960 it's it's incredible um, the seats, we, we aspire to raise £1.5 million, uh, which which would entail selling 1,500 seats at €1,000 for a three-year period. Uh, we've had a good start. We've over 200 sold uh, at the minute. You can avail of purchasing a seat through anyone who's on our steering committee, through all of our clubs. There's a contact within each of the clubs who are who have a number of contracts as well. We have a really good cohort of, of Lao gills who are, who are trying to sell seats as best we can. We will be reaching out to the corporate community and to the business community. We're reaching out to former Intercounty footballers, you know, to try and get this done. We want to raise £1.5 million, uh, through it. You can find out more about it on stadium.loudga.ie or indeed you can ask within your own clubs or ask anyone on the steering committee.
2: Good luck to you and good luck on Sunday again. Thanks very Thank much. You. Peter Fitzpatrick and Ronan Lynch they're up next on the show in our build up to the Leinster final a man who played in that infamous match in 2010 Paddy Keenan sponsors from Blackstone Motors Noel Stewart and our very own match commentator Colm Corrigan coming your way Paddy Keenan, who played with Loud in that infamous Leinster final against Mead 13 years ago, says what happened on that day has little bearing on the current Loud squad.
7: With these lads here, 13 years ago, doesn't matter to them. They're writing their own script and it's a different team. You know, That's not going to... 13 years ago isn't going to affect these lads. Whatever, 1960 or whatever was the last time Loud um, was in a championship and what's happened in between isn't going to matter to these, these lads. These are, you know, this is... a brand new team new management different attitude different group of players you know they're putting their own twist on it and hopefully they, they have a better result than we had 13 years ago
2: Would you have uh, liked to been playing in a team managed by Mickey Hart and with Gavin Devlin doing the coaching and all that surrounds them as well
7: oh, Absolutely Look, you, you see where <sighs> like whatever two three years ago you seen where Loud was as a county you know at the bottom rung of the ladder or close to it and where they've gotten to now it's like it's a huge testament to not just the players the management the county board everybody around the, the, the county are in the scene like you, you genuinely have to admire them and be proud of what they've done so far regardless of what happens on Sunday and that just shows the work that's been done not just alone by Mickey and Gavin but by the players themselves a lot of them individually have done a lot of work on themselves and you have to credit them and I know from looking even at the, the Pats lads what they have done individually for their physicality the training the work they're putting in and you have to credit them but you know Mickey and Gavin have something about them and you know they're winners they're born winners they expect to win and now you can see the players are expecting to win and what I like nearly most about them is they're never that that loud team and you know even my teams and teams before and after um, I was playing you know Loud were losing a lot of those games by a point or two or you know take Westmead there you know whatever six, seven, eight points down and coming back and winning a, that game by a point very often we are on the other side of those results so there's not too often you can be proud to say a Loud team is pulling the game out of the fire when it's as I said usually the other way around we usually found a way to to find defeat as opposed to victory so there's something building there's something there not just from the football point of view but the uh, mentality and just the belief they have in themselves and again that's not just Mickey and Gavin that's not just County Board that's the players themselves have to be given a lot of credit individually and as, as a group obviously so look there's something different it's great to be, it really is great to be looking forward I think everybody's excited here and you can see the crowds you know to see the, the way people are talking you're getting a bit of notice on national TV and the podcast and all that sort of things that hasn't happened too often now in the last Fifty, sixty years—never mind the last ten or ten or fifteen. So, look, we're in a bit of a crash at a wave. Um, let's just keep keep building on it.
2: Will you be as excited on Sunday in the stands if Loud managed to beat Dublin and win the Delaney Cup as you would have been hypothetically if you were out on the field? Oh, okay,
7: absolutely, yeah, yeah. You know, when I was at the Loud Dublin game in the in the league. You know, as a fan, you were looking in and you were cautious and you were a bit wary and you're afraid of what, because I know from my own experience what can happen against Dublin and Crow Park for loud teams. But the way they performed, and you were, even at half time, you got the giddiness and, you know, you could see there was something there. Now, there's always a fear. Dublin are an excellent team and individually, they're brilliant players. You know, it, they're going to be a tough team to beat. But I think loud will fancy their chances. They'll learn a lot from that last game and. Which is, if it's close in the last five or ten minutes there'll be a lot of sweating done now, you'll be on the edge of the seat. So I'm I'm hoping that's the case. So let's just let's just see what happens.
2: Noel Stewart and Blackstone Motors have a knack of backing winners with their sponsorships. They've done it again with
8: Loud. Look, we took a big chance when Peter Fitzpatrick approached us two and a half years ago. Originally we said, Look, Peter, no, we're not we're not really in the in the market for another sponsorship, but I spoke with Donald and we had a good think about it and we, we just did a little bit of research, you know, the GAA, the following ship in, in Laud for GAA is just phenomenal. And, and really at the time, you know, we said, sure, look, hung for sheep, hung for lamb, let's go for it. So we're in all the way with, with the lads, with the wee county. yeah so Peter's but, very persuasive, isn't he? i I have to say uh, I heard the saying Donald used to saying he'd get into a place where only water would get in, you know <laughs> I have to say he's some man and he's a great man I have to say uh, it's one of the yeah he's been one of the drivers behind us um, doing doing a starting off doing a bit and then doing a bit more with I with have to say now yeah the original uh, sponsorship that we 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 entered into was a van and a car for the management team now it's a it's the the new van which you can see and and a number of cars basically it's all behind Peter and Mickey and and the performance of the lads I have to say it's been a serious serious performance over the last few years it's been really good really good
2: what does it mean to a business like yours you know Renault is your primary brand on that when you have you know the likes of Mickey Hart driving your vehicles others involved with the loud camp as well and especially when they're on really a high at the moment Leinster final All Ireland to come up fantastic league campaign
8: yeah we started in business 15 years ago and when we, you know, we got to the point where we were in a position where we could, we could start to promote ourselves and sponsor teams in the locality, and you know we did, we've done a multiple of sponsorships. The big thing for us was being two dubs, by the way, All right? I have to get that one out, there's the elephant in the room, and, and we will be wearing the wee county shorts on Sunday, that's for sure. <laughs>
2: what a conflict.
8: Yeah, but uh, the big thing for us was that two dubs coming into Trahada and then coming into Dundalk, we knew... You know, it could go either way. The success for our business, it, it, you know, it could have been successful or it could have been a failure. And as the years passed by, and as the company grew, and as our as our team developed, the one thing that I'd have to say from the heart is that Loud has been very, very good to Blackstone Motors, and to you know, we've got seventy people employed now at this stage. And the way we would look at it is, is if we can give anything back, whether it be supporting any of the teams, and particularly, in, you know, Loud GAA, we're going to do it. Absolutely, we're going to do it. We're really excited about Sunday really excited I have to say it's funny you know when the match day comes around big excitement now and it's, it's, it's brilliant it really is it's a great buzz
2: You won't be wearing uh, sneakily a blue shirt under the red shirt I have
8: I have a, a loud G A shirt I have it it's on for Sunday we're meeting up we're actually meeting up uh, the Renault management team the MD of Renault is coming along he's a Wicklow man he's wearing the, the loud shirt as well uh, financial controller and the financial team in Renault we're all meeting in the board's head Forest Head in Three and then we're getting a taxi up to, to the game to shout on for the, 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 the wee county. We cannot wait. It's going to be a great day.
2: Loud match commentator, our own Colm Corrigan, believes the most significant
9: day in Mickey Hart's journey as Loud manager was in Division 3 and an away match in Limerick. But then they went down to Limerick, you might remember, and the spilling, and, and rain at the UL grounds. And that was the game I still single out as the turning point, I think, under Mickey Hart. They won that day. The game went ahead. It looked as if it was going to be responded at one stage. They got the result and they have really kicked on from there. They won every game after that. Now, the championship, obviously, has been hugely disappointing up until this season since the Leinster final of 2010. hadn't haven't been able to string two results together. Qualifiers and Leinster have been very disappointing. But that's all changed this year. The draw on paper looked good, but the had to still go out and do it, but what has what, what has impressed me most this season about Loud is the, the the consistency in performances. Right, they lost the first two league matches. The performance levels were good and I think it was only a matter of time before results started to sort themselves out Fellas grew in confidence they beat Limerick again for the second year running and that sort of spored them all and they won four matches in a row lost obviously to Dublin the last game but they were there in the hunt for promotion right up until the end and even though there was a little bit of a gap obviously three weeks or so then to the start of the Leinster and the first half it was certainly dodgy and it was, wasn't looking good against Westmead and a lot of people were starting to write Loud off at halftime in that game but I think everybody people that have seen Loud all season even last season you You know, when the chips were down, these fellas, there's something about this group of lads. They are a galvanised bunch. Mickey Hart has them very teed up. They don't give in. They fight to the full-time whistle. And they they kept at it and kept at it. And obviously, they turned around against Westmead. And the last day, again, awfully. I don't know what it is about it. There's always excitement, huge excitement every game, every moment. You know, you just can't take your eyes off this loud team. They, They went about it the hard way the last time as well almost threw it away in, in normal time, one at an extra time, and they, here they are now. Look, most people looking in are not giving Loud a, a snowball's chance, but I wouldn't tend to agree with them. I think they're going with a fighting chance, Jerry. It's going, to be a, it's going to be a tough ask, no doubt about it. Dublin, 12 in a row champions, but the hunger will be there among this group of lads. They've been to Crow Park twice this year. That a bit of experience, I think, will probably help them. I know Dublin, obviously, it's their home. You know they don't need any introduction to Crow Park. They'll have the hill behind them, but I think there'll be a huge Loud crowd there as well. And judging by the crowds that were getting behind Loud Navin in particular, I've never heard the sort of loud noise in the second half when that when the, that comeback came on. And that was that spurred Loud on that day. And I think they'll have a huge crowd. There's there's, there's a massive crowd going. I think the, the trains are full at this stage. All the clubs, there are two or three buses from clubs uh, are packed, sold out now at this stage. And I think it'll be a tremendous atmosphere, Jerry. Well,
2: Colin, we hope to hear you getting really excited towards the end of the 70 minutes and that Loud win on Sunday I wish you luck in the commentary and hopefully this time it will be Loud's day
9: Well I it just it's, it's been a very enjoyable season Jerry. I have to say uh, more so than any other year at every game there's been great excitement I've got Darren Clark alongside me the last few matches and uh, we really really got in on it and it's, it's been a pleasure to commentate on these games Mickey Hart has brought Loud to a new level and you're going to play the likes of Dublin you're not fearing anymore which is great there's, 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 there's a lack of there's no fear factor anymore you're going out you're obviously hoping for the best but I think if Loud can stick in the game as long as possible Mickey has been able to make changes in his team he surprised us the last day with a few changes at the start they walked out to a tee he brought on more experienced fellas they did the job and I think if Loud are in it with 10 or 15 minutes to go we just never know, Jerry.
2: So let's hope Colin will be bringing us more moments like this.
9: Loud, three points adrift, 110 to 1-7. One, they certainly don't make it easy on themselves, that's for sure. Peter Lynch now, that one through the middle. This now is uh, Connor Early. Connor Early now, coming soloing forward with it, up over the 45 metre line. Man in the overlap is Niall Sharkey. Sharkey now takes delivery of that pass. In towards the middle it comes. Loud still, Paul Matthews. Matthews now, this is a uh, flick inside. Here'll be a
1: chance. Here's Liam Jackson. Jackson goes for the goal. And the goal! To the to the Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at Bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments.